Ladies and gentlemen, we are approaching our station at the entrance to Main Street, USA, gateway to the seven theme lands of the Magic Kingdom. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Hello and welcome to Behind the Dreams. My name is Jordan, and with me today is Jack. How are you today, Jack? Doing good. Hoping to be going to uh, Florida for a cruise, a Disney cruise, and going to the parks. Maybe uh, still, still got to pass a COVID test to get on the boat, but feeling feeling good about that. Yes, Jack is ready to go behind the seas and uh, <laughs> ride the Disney cruise not the wish but we'll talk about the wish on this episode i think the last episode we did was the tier list is that right that sounds right that sounds right look we thought summer would be easier but it wasn't (laughs) um had a lot going on uh this summer so we will uh we we were both like taking trips nonstop. two of my dogs had surgery the crazy crazy summer so far yes and you're getting ready to take another two trips, right? You got this one and another one, so yes. So bear with we'll, us while we get ready to record more of these at some point. Hopefully, in between those two trips, uh, I'll be able to come on here and talk about, you know, yes. the Disney experience that I had. So uh, or non-experience. Yes. Ho- hopefully, it will be an experience, though. Uh, basically, to get on one of the Disney cruise ships, you have to pass a COVID test. You know makes some sense right to try and protect everyone on board so just gotta do that and pending that i'll i'll be on board so there we go just realized my background was not disney related so i changed i I was i was curious (laughs) (laughs) i just forgot all about it okay uh we are here we got uh some stuff to talk about probably not super long episode i don't know um but what we have is no like big overall topic, just kind of some catch up that we have to do. Uh, Bob Chapik just had a quarters, uh, third was second, third quarter, second quarter. I don't know. One of the quarters earnings. Second, call. I think second, I think second. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, and we'll go over some of the stuff that was said in that. That includes a Disney plus uh, price hike. Uh, and uh, an ad tier coming soon that we w- will jump into and talk about that. We got some overseas news for some of these parks and some of these overseas speculation through dubious sources. So we'll kind of just speculate on if this stuff happens. We don't have too long to wait for this because in a month we have Disney Plus, uh, not Disney Plus, Disney Plus Day on September D23. 8th and then D23, September 9th, 10th, and 11th. So we'll, um, we already talked about, we'll be here breaking that news down after that weekend or whatever, but there is an updated schedule as well. So we'll kind of maybe go through some of that. Uh, this was released 
two, uh, three days ago. So I'll just kind of highlight some stuff. Um, yeah, so I think that's our main topics. And then Disney Wish. We're going to talk a little bit about some of those cool features that we've been seeing uh, pop up all over Twitter and you know wherever people are talking and sharing stuff about this. Um, let's see. So what do you want to start with first? I'll leave it up to you. What? I think we should go with the big news, which is the Disney Plus stuff. I, I think that's the big news right there. I Yeah, I would probably agree. Uh, Disney Plus is... One, all of Disney streaming services combined have now passed Netflix in total subscriptions. So if you add up, like, I guess Hulu, Disney Plus, ESPN, and I guess Disney Plus Hotstar, you know, overseas, all of this stuff would equal to 221.1 million uh, compared to Netflix's 100 whatever they have now i guess the downside of this is that they're counting some of these things like three times if you have the bundle you have three accounts like they're counting it's a little suspicious but it's something they wanted to tout and they're touting it uh because they can't say disney plus is past netflix so they're they're you know making the numbers work in their favor there why not uh you know that's what chapek likes numbers and money so uh also coming with that is a disney plus um what they're gonna call basic i think yep which is with ads and uh the ads are running what was it four times an hour it's uh it it is it's four minutes of ads per hour watched so i mean when you think about it like it's less than you would get on cable because that's like what uh probably 15 minutes of ads per every hour uh but you know when you're streaming like a movie that's going to be a bit frustrating you know if you're in the middle of avengers endgame and you know an hour and you've got four minutes of that natasha and clint are like debating who's gonna sacrifice themselves and it's like cut to papa john's pizza and you're like oh, <laughs> come on well that, I, that's I think what that... I wonder. Like, will they put the ads in like spots that make sense? Because sometimes I'm watching something on Hulu and it just like cuts into something that oh, you're yeah. like, okay, well, now I'm seeing this random ad. Like, you know, like um, for shows that had built in commercial breaks, they took their ads in those commercial breaks. I think I've, I think only murders in the building have been pretty good with that. But I'm just thinking of some other stuff I've maybe seen on Hulu where like, it didn't load right or whatever, or maybe Paramount yep. or Peacock, and the ad just starts playing at a random time, and you're like, kind of killed all the tension of the scene here. Yeah. I I think, you know, there's two ways that can go. They can either do it and uh, do it well, like put the commercials in well-timed areas, or they can do it in frustrating areas, which will then try it and, like, will probably convince some people to upgrade and get them a few more bucks per month. So I could see them doing either way. I hope they do do it. So it's like a manageable one for TV shows. It shouldn't be a problem, but for movies and I wish like, uh, you know, they had a way. So uh, you could either watch like all of the ads at the beginning or all of them at the end. Right. So like it, it, it like accumulates all of this time and you're, and it's like, all right, now you got to watch it. 
or like even putting it all at the beginning. I think I think that would be actually a smarter way to do it. Like if you're if it's like, you know, you load up Avengers Endgame, three hours and 30 minutes. They're like, okay, three hours and 30 minutes is what would that be? 14 minutes of ads. You have to start with 14 minutes of ads before you can actually start it. It's just like going that's to the bad. No, no, that's still bad. It's just it's like, like going to the okay, I got to put it on. All right. Uh, now it's time for me to go to the bathroom, take the dog out. There you go. All See, that it, stuff. But I think it's like... better than having to having the ads interrupt the movie. That's that's my way of thinking about it. It depends if they can fit it into a spot where like it's uh, like fading out or end of an act. You're like, OK. Like, that's fine. I'm... I'm but just imagining with and I just, I'm just can't imagining. imagine 15 straight minutes at the beginning. Like <laughs> it's just like going to the theaters. It's, but at that's least what you're seeing is. like trailers ahead of time. This is like, you know, Old Navy and Target. And you're like, oh, if I had to see this Target commercial one more time. <laughs> they could, maybe I'm they could add in the Nicole time. Kidman one. Maybe they could add in the Nicole <laughs> yeah, Kidman the AMC, AMC one. one. Yeah. She just she just re-signed her contract. Um yeah. I want to talk about the ads. If that's because I've yeah. seen a lot of people freaking out about this. I've seen a lot of people saying that just the just the just the mention of an ad tier, I am canceling my Disney Plus. Say this. I've seen people call it cable. Here's the difference. Cable, you have no choice if there's ads, right? Yeah. But this you have the option of the ad tier and then and and the regular. But what I want to point out, and I think this needs to be highlighted. Because I haven't seen anybody else really talk about it. Even Netflix has talked about adding an ad tier at some point. Why? Because there's no money in streaming. As it currently stands. With the subscription model. You will get, yes, for sure, some money every single month from people as long as they stay up. But in order to fund the projects you are, you are making, there needs to be some other source of income there. There... Disney has taken a huge loss to start off with this Disney Plus because they needed to get Mando ready. They needed to get WandaVision ready. They had to get all these shows up and ready. So that way when they launch, they can say, here's Mando. We're working, we're working on Loki. Stay subscribed because we guarantee we're going to have stuff. Okay, what happens when they have... Here's the thing about subscribers there is a finite number of subscribers you're going to have because you might look at the population and say, well, technically there's 7 billion subscriptions you can have. Obviously no. Right. Like there's some people that will not care about your product. There are some people that will not be able to afford your product. There are some people that uh, are not, like I said, interested. You don't have or there's those... just families, you know, Families, right. So they're only having one or they're having one account and it's for 20 of the family. So there's issues there. And people that can have 7 billion, people that can even afford it in the sense of like having money as an expenditure. Uh, parents do. Teenagers don't. Right. So you've talked about it before, how you weren't able to have what you had to convince for ESPN Plus. You had to convince for some of these yep. other subscription services. So if a if a kid, you know, a teenager can't just set this thing up. So out of those seven billion, how many are them are how, how many are those, right? And then you also have that it's not available yet everywhere. 
So when you get to it, there is a finite growth. Even if everybody did have a subscription, what do you do after that? There's no need for you to even produce any more content because everybody has it, right? Now, of course, you got to maintain it. But what we've seen with Netflix, uh, Netflix was a place that was seen as an unstoppable beast, right? Their subscriber growth kept hinging on opening in new locations as well, by the way. But Mm -hmm. uh, they've now keep increasing their cost because they have to be able to keep funding Stranger Things. They have to keep funding uh, all these big, what, Red Notice or whatever it is with uh, Ryan Reynolds and Dwayne The Rock Johnson. That gets terrible reviews, but they have to pay however much to get the uh, people in here. Martin Scorsese, they had to pay him for Irishman when, you know, he, he's more of a theatrical guy. He doesn't want to take streaming deals, so you have to pay a premium to get those mm-hmm. people to come to your network or your streaming service. And then what have they just done? They've just canceled so much stuff the slightest time their subscription started dwindling. They hit their first, what, at the beginning of the year or end of last year, they hit like the first time they've lost subscribers in however many quarters. And Wall Street hits the panic button. Their stock starts falling. They have to cut funding for stuff. So they start canceling stuff that only had one season or had, uh, you know, so that way they can try to still get the bigger names. What happens is it starts contracting. So mm-hmm. why are they looking at ads for Netflix? Because once the, the subscriber base keep it surviving, right? Once the <laughs> subscriber base plateaus, they need something to keep the money rolling. So you look at ads. Disney is getting ahead of that curve now because I'm sure they feel a plateau is coming. Now, that's all that. What Disney has to do now is and, and the way disney's trying to get out in front of this too right with the price hike and the ad tier is what have they've done well they stacked the next 2023 and 2024 so much marvel and disney stuff marvel and uh, star wars stuff that if you're a fan of those you cannot cancel right because you're gonna miss out on something yep that's why they loaded those so much for those years because now they're like okay price is up we're, we're making more content for you, so now you got to pay. Now, what they need to do is start making content that isn't IP-based. Making new IPs for Disney+. Plus. Netflix, believe it or not, did not buy the rights to Stranger Things. That was a show that was pitched, and they purchased the contract for it. You know, they made, They landed the pitch. They paid more money, whatever it is. And it's huge. Disney needs something like that. Something that can be not Marvel, not Star Wars, and not something like already Disney. So what have we been seeing on Disney recently? Disney Plus. Monsters at work. Mm -hmm. We've been seeing Forky ask questions, right? Shorts. We've had a Zootopia show coming up. We have... um, God, a Big Hero 6 show coming up. We have I Am Groot shorts. We have Marvel shows and Star Wars shows for centuries. We are having a National Treasure show, right? Because they're like, what other IPs do, do we have that we can make something on? What they need to do is start branching out. Um, 
And what I like that they're starting to do too is getting more content on there that already exists. So they just added, I don't even watch the show, but they just added the Orville seasons one, two, and three from Hulu because they own Hulu and they own Fox who produced it. So they're like, Hey, let's just also put it on Disney plus. Um, they did that with runaways, which was a Marvel Hulu show that's on Disney plus. Now they have started adding like blackish and all these other shows, wonder years, the new wonder years, this is what they need to do. Stop putting everything on Hulu and they have to start putting more stuff on here. Now, again, I don't want to ramble on this, but the reason why they can't fully get rid of Hulu right now, like people want is because Comcast still owns part of it until 2024. Once 2024 hits Comcast either has to pay Disney uh, or Disney has to purchase the rest of the remaining thing from Comcast or Comcast has to like stay involved. So until that happens and Disney gets full control of it, I think what you're going to see is this still split stuff, but I'm hoping once Hulu can get absorbed in 2024, they start working on that because every other country has what Hulu has on their Disney plus with no extra cost. Now thing is they're getting extra money from people here to pay for Hulu. So that's where it's kind of like, how are they going to navigate this when it comes to it? Also, now that they can have TVMA stuff on Disney Plus, there's no need for Hulu. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think, I, I don't think the them having ads is like a deal breaker. I don't think it's going to. And I think actually the basic plan with ads is either the same price or cheaper than what it currently is. I think the the pre, the main price increase is just the premium plan i so i mean you know it you're not spending a ton of money to do this and i think actually now that i'm looking at the, the price increase might be a dollar a month with ads and then that would be four dollars a month for the without ads version like the four dollars a month one might be a little bit steeper but that's not too bad comparatively i think uh to like other other streaming services. I mean, uh, Paramount Plus and Peacock are both ten dollars a month with ads. Like that. That's this is actually pretty reasonable when you when you think about it. Like, and uh, you know, I I think and HBO I'm not Max sure. is fifteen without ads, right? Yeah. Yep. It's it, it's 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 they a have more content library wise, but. It's still pretty HBO affordable, Max is really up in the air with the whole Zazlav thing. So yeah. uh I'll I'll gladly take Disney right now. Yeah, and I, I think I think uh Disney has a lot of stuff they can still add into into it. Like uh I I do like that they've been updating and adding new Simpsons episodes as they've been coming out onto Disney Plus. That that's good. Uh, adding new episodes of TV shows from ABC onto the, on, onto Disney Plus, uh, and I've been going through like the old uh, animated Marvel TV show catalog because they've added like so many of those shows on onto there. So I, I think that 
they they've still got some room to grow, but uh, I think they could do with with like some original IPs. But for now, I I I think you know they're still sort of establishing Disney Plus as like the place for everything Disney owns. And once they get control of Hulu, I think that's when they can start the shift towards more like here's a new IP. Here's something not related to Disney products already. Because uh, well, there other... is, well, yeah. one, uh, mm -hmm. when you talk about live content, I'm like, where's Dave the Barbarian? How is that not on Disney Plus yet? Like, yeah, see, they, they've got they've got stuff they can add in. So they, the there's plenty. They have a whole bunch of cartoons. Is that they haven't is uh, Recess on there yet? I'm not. I'm not I sure. I believe that... so. I know the okay. movies are. Okay, like they, there's there's stuff they can still add onto onto this platform. There, there's what plenty I, of so... space to grow. What I'm talking about with new IPs too, and, and you kind of mentioned and you were going that way, so I'll let you finish with that after I say this. But like, when we look at Hulu and they just came with only murders in the building, um, like start taking some normal pitches, you know, like High School Musical, the musical, the series, right? Mm -hmm. That was a pretty popular show, and it still is. And uh, but I think you could have done a show like that without the IP as well. Like where, like we need to start getting right. Like series that don't fall under these five headers, right. Of Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, Nat Geo. Like, I think that would work pretty great. I'm hoping more stuff comes of it, but I feel like we, they got to start treating this almost like another network. It could be family friendly stuff, but um, if they want to, but you know, like a, a sitcom, like why, why did they sell the rights to modern family syndication stuff to Peacock and Hulu having a split thing when it can just be on Disney plus modern family is like TV 14 TV PG. You can have that on here. Like that's the kind of stuff that I'm like, get some other content on here. Yeah. I, I, and I, I, I think that they'll eventually start switching to that. Like yeah. 2024, it once, because right now it makes sense for like American audiences to be like, okay, you want the stuff that isn't directly Disney, but controlled by Disney. Here it is on Hulu. You want the stuff that is Disney, like fully Disney here, like one of the major uh, IPs here, Disney plus. But once you get to a point where you can control that part, then you can you can make it you can you have more control over it because I have a feeling some of the reason why like only murders in the building is on Hulu and not Disney Plus is because Comcast wants it on Hulu and Disney is to be like all right. Well, Comcast and, actually like, has no say anymore. So so while they own the rights, the operation is fully 100% uh, Disney now. So it's this really weird thing where they like don't okay. actually they don't actually make any decisions anymore. Like that was another timed thing that like once it hit a certain date, like it went fully to Disney or something, but they, they still own the money. I, I mean, maybe they have some sort of say in it, but I think the way that show worked is that they just pitched it to all these streaming services and I guess Hulu got assigned it. Yeah. It's really confusing the way Disney works with this stuff because, and I'm not sure anymore. They used to have somebody that was the head of like all of their streaming that would kind of like assign like, all right, this show's going here. This show's going here. But um, just interesting that like, I, I get why it wasn't originally only murders in the building F bombs galore. 
right? Yeah. And they only just started adding MA stuff. But like now that that wall's broken, I feel like just like the Orville, as soon as that show's over or whatever, they can just shift it on over to Disney Disney Plus, maybe. Yeah, I I don't know though. I think it's it's a process, right? Like you know, it will be a I love process Victor. to get it. Back. Sorry, I, I'm reading this mm. list of shows. Love Victor was originally a Disney Plus show that got moved to Hulu. And is now back on Disney Plus with all episodes on it. Yeah, it, it's going to be a process. I think they're still kind of working on establishing like them, themselves in there because, like, like you said, like Disney Plus is doing well, but in order to surpass Netflix, it has to include all these other things, right? So, I think that you know they they can't they they're still trying to solidify that place in there, and I I think I think they'll get there eventually, but. The a step to getting there and to avoid taking the turn that Netflix has is getting these ads on there, or at least having having that price increase and having the ad tier. Because you know, as much as much as people aren't going to like it, it still is a lot cheaper than cable, <laughs> like by far, and you get a lot of stuff from it. Like ESPN Plus gets you a lot of stuff. For sports stuff that you would normally get on cable uh and then you know you get you get all all the this new marvel and uh and star wars content through uh disney plus and then on hulu you get all this other stuff so i i think they're i think it's a better deal than a lot of other than people are making it out to be it's it might suck for a little bit but it's going to be better so that it doesn't go the way of like what Netflix is now experiencing where they have to increase prices drastically to keep it without ads. Right. Like, so I think this is better and comparatively it's going to be better for consumers. Yes. Um, so I just want to kind of break down some of these tiers that they're going to have um, for people or bundles, I guess. So Disney bundles with Hulu and stuff are still existing. So starting December 8th will be Disney Plus Basic with ads, $7.99 a month. Premium, which is no ads, is $10.99 a month or $109.99 a year. Hulu Basic with ads is $7.99 a month. Premium is $14.99 a month. Uh, but those prices start October 10th, it looks like. ESPN mm -hmm. Plus is going up to 10 bucks a month. Okay? That starts August 23rd. So, uh, there is an ad that is called Premium. And it's Disney Plus with no ads, Hulu with no ads, and ESPN Plus with ads, 20 bucks a month. That is the deal. All right? And I saw some people poo-pooing this deal by saying, well, I don't want ESPN. And I get that. But Disney Plus with no ads is going to be $10.99. Hulu Plus, a uh, Hulu with ads, no ads, is $14.99. So it's already $25. And ESPN is $10. So you're getting $35 value for $20. And even if you don't want ESPN Plus, you're Just still getting... Just don't ever log in. Just yeah, don't ever log in. You're still getting the value. <laughs> yeah, but people are like, well, it's like cable then, and I'm getting ESPN, which I don't want. And I'm like... No, because you can still choose to just sub to both separately, unlike cable. But 
it's cheaper to just sub for both never use espn if you don't want it and just get the cheaper deal that that is uh i thought it was crazy the way some people were acting with that so that's one of the bundles uh the other bundle is uh what they already pretty much have which is going to be disney plus this time with ads hulu with ads and espn with ads starting december 8th that would be 12.99 a month yeah and you can just get disney plus and hulu with ads for 9.99 a month and that's new before you yeah. cannot do just both um but there's no premium without espn uh then there's the legacy which is what people already are locked in with i guess disney plus no ads hulu with ads espn plus with ads 14.99 i'm debating going to the 19.99 month because i have all three i use my sister's hulu but if it's going to be cheaper than having disney plus and espn plus separately i might as well just have my own hulu then yeah <laughs> with no ads compared to them having ads there you go. It, it it seems like a pretty good deal, all things considered. But I mean, I I people are going to complain because people like to complain. At the end of the day, that's just the case, isn't yeah. it? Like people will still complain, even though does it suck a little bit? Yeah, but it's still not the worst situation. All right. Anything else with Disney Plus? There's also the Hulu plus live TV stuff, but you know, Google it yourself. I'm, I don't have Hulu live TV. <laughs> we, we've got we've got other stuff like More Paris, stuff. Disneyland Paris, some interesting stuff there. Yeah, so they just opened up their Marvel Avengers campus um, to not so thunderous applause. Yeah, I, th I think that's. I think that's probably the best way to put it. Um, yeah, it is. They had an Iron Man ride that they, I think this is the only ride that opened yet. Uh, well, I think they, they had Avengers the assemble Ant, flight. Force. They had the Ant-Man uh, ride there as well. But oh, do they have that there? I, I, I think that it's in Hong Kong. I, I might be thinking incorrectly. Let me let me make sure I, I'm uh, I'm getting the right stuff out there. But uh, Marvel Avengers Campus. But yeah, they they definitely have that uh, Avengers flight one with Iron Man and Captain Marvel. I want to say it is that you've got. Uh, and then it also looks like uh, the Spider Man Web Adventure, which is similar to the one at Disneyland, from what I can tell. Yeah, I think that one's not open yet. I think ah. they just because okay. So for people that don't know, Avengers Flight Force is Iron Man and Captain Marvel. People call it the Iron Man ride because he has this huge advanced animatronic in the queue. Now, it's where Rock and Roller Coaster used to be, and they pretty much just remodeled it. So I think that's why uh, uh, some people are a little sour on it. Um. Oh, can I find a video of it? Not that I'll share, but I just kind of want to watch it while I'm sitting here and be like, "Yeah, there, 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 is, there like. It looks like there is one." So I, I guess 
most of the complaints I've seen is just that it's like, like a, just an okay ride. It's not super amazing, I guess, is what the main complaint is. It's didn't really wow them because it pretty much just feels like a reskinned um, Aerosmith rock and roller coaster. Yeah, uh, that like the the pre-show and queue were really cool, but and they, are, yeah, they got huge, um, great reviews for those. Yeah. yeah, but people were just a little bit left a little lack, uh, a little let down by seeing, you know, that uh, seeing that it's just the same ride but with a different skin over it, which you know, I I can kind of get it. I, it's basically what they did with uh in um it sounds like kind of what they did in disneyland with um the monsters inc ride being just uh a a, uh, a repaint of superstar limo but you know actually doing better with the queue and and stuff in this one but there's there's a rumor though that it's going to close in early 2023 and honestly i'm not i'm not sure if i really believe that right like Disney invested all of this time in it. Marvel is still extremely popular. And just Avengers Campus being there is a draw. Like, regardless of the of the supposed quality of the ride. Right? Like, people are still going to come for Avengers Campus. And, you know, I... I I don't think that I, I don't think they, they would like shut it down completely. I think maybe they might change some of the effects and make them a little bit better, which is fair. Like the, it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be the first time they've changed effects after a ride's been opened. But I think saying like it'll close down is a bit ridiculous given how much investment's been put into it. And all the world building that Disney's set up between all of the Avengers campus parks. I just don't believe it. <laughs> I just watched it. Okay. Um, yeah, it's rock and roller coaster. Okay. But yeah. instead of like the donuts and like the road signs and all that kind of stuff, it's um it's like actual like l- projections or light up screens of like Brie Larson as Captain Marvel and Iron Man defeating Kree mi- missiles. Um so you're right. When you're talking about the storyline, we're going to talk about the Disney wish here in a bit, but in the Marvel dinner show, Captain Marvel mentioned she has a date with some Kree missiles. And in this ride, she defeats Kree missiles. So there's the linkage of some of the stories between all the Avengers campuses, the, the wish to hear. So you're right. Probably not going to close down. I think it could get a slight refurb. So the rumor is, and I forget where I originally saw it. It wasn't inside the magic, but now that's where I'm seeing it from. But the original rumor, I guess, was executives rode this thing because they were there for opening and we're just yeah. kind of like, that wasn't great. <laughs> yeah, I'm and watching the videos now right, uh, as well right now. Kind of like, uh, well, maybe we can do better. Um, the other rumor is that the reason it wasn't great is because they had to cut the budgets because the executives told them to cut the budgets, but then the executives ride it and they're like, this isn't great. And it's like, yeah, cause you've made us cut budget. So I don't know. It's something that's fun to think about, I guess, because I want the best ride possible. 
but uh, yeah, I doubt a full closure. Yeah, I I haven't even finished watching it yet, and I can already just tell. Yeah, th- this this ride is like seventy percent darkness. <laughs> they yeah, just like Rock and Roller Coaster, yeah. Yeah, although that one has like at least a few more eye-catching things that you can see mm-hmm. on the on the way through it, right? Like it def it definitely does need like so some more effects in it. But saying it will close down altogether, that's kind of ridiculous. It, it's Marvel. It when when was the last time Marvel gave up on a project? Right? Like if Marvel has any say in this it's not it's not going down like (laughs) because marvel marvel hasn't given up on the worst reviewed projects of it that it that that's been created that it's created right like thor the dark world never gave up on it they've represented in the parks there's a bunch of uh in in the guardians of the galaxy queue in disneyland the former uh tower of terror there is a bunch of references to the dark world in there like Marvel doesn't give up on stuff. And so okay, I found yeah. it. It was called Outside Ears is the place that covers Disneyland Paris and they're the ones that had this original report. So instead of outsiders, outside ears with an a in there. Um mm-hmm. and it's .fr, it's a French site. I had to okay. translate it. Um, it says that Bob Chapik and Josh DeArmo uh, Amaro were there um, and that they were disappointed with the overall quality of the attraction. After the queue and a high-quality pre-show created strong expectations for visitors. Um, so I guess, uh, I'm just reading this on the fly here. Uh yeah, they're, they're going to be working on rehabilitation of the attraction in the coming months to improve the overall experience. We don't have details about this version 2.0 of the ride, but it seems like the addition of screens, the improvements of the existing one as well, and this effects will be part of the upgrade phase. And they said maybe January to March because that's usually not the peak time in Paris. So, yeah. I mean, here the other thing I'll say is if Disney hasn't given up on Disneyland Paris as a concept after the opening. Yeah. Euro Disney. Yeah. I, I have, I have no, no belief that they would give up on this ride altogether. Right. Like they have stuck with this park for decades, despite it being like losing the, losing the park millions, if not billions of dollars. Like it, if they're sticking with it still, it's 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 it they're sticking with it forever (laughs) maybe not forever but for a for a while right like yeah it's um as somebody that's been to disneyland paris twice i really enjoy it i want to go back um but uh yeah so if they do upgrade it and make it a little better i I, that's perfect for me because i'm not getting there anytime soon so just you know get it the best shape for my next trip (laughs) but yeah what else the site said though not that site but inside the magic was saying that the the wait times for that ride were like 20 minutes on opening day which is not great yeah i mean (laughs) (laughs) and i'll say though i I think that might just be 
a roller coaster thing. I don't think they like them over there, to be honest. Because no, I don't. I, at least in France, I don't think it's as big, mm -hmm. right? When I went over there, uh, like Space Mountain, which is a more roller coaster one than usual, um, it has loop in it. Yep. Um, didn't have long lines. Um, the Indiana Jones roller coaster did not have long lines. Yeah, they're not really into like so the, the shows and I think have like longer rock and roller coaster when you know which, which is what this mm, ride yep. is. Both times I went, barely any line. So I, I just don't think it has all to do with this. I think it has to do with overall. It's just not that popular of a thing over there. Yeah, I that that could be it, you know, and I'll and also just it being Disneyland Paris, I feel like that's, it might be the least attended Disney park of, of all of them. I, I think it might still be the least attended. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I have confidence that they'll make it into something good. Uh, but it just goes to show you, Hey, you know, um, if you slash budgets, it tends to be disappointing. You'd think Disney would have learned the lesson with Superstar Limo. That's the second time I've referenced that this episode somehow. But saw how disappointing that gets if you if you cut budgets. So I, I you'd think they'd learn their lesson, but maybe not. But I hope they don't cut this next thing because I I would like them to have it uh, because there was a rumor that. Uh, it's it's kind of it, we're, we're not going to give this a bunch of, of weight to it. We're just going to put it out there. Uh, it, there's a there's this clickbaity article that kind of says Galaxy's Edge likely canceled at Disneyland Paris. But when you read the article, it's it's an interview with the, the president of, of Disneyland Paris, N Natasha Rafalski, I believe, uh, when asked by the interviewer about uh if it's still planned based off star Wars, he said, we're still working on the third theme. We will make announcements about this when we are ready. It, it's not saying it's canceled. It's not saying it's on necessarily as star Wars, but it's not a fit an official cancellation or anything. Like it could just be that they're working on how, how to make, how to fit it into everything, how to, how to make it work. So, well, I'd take that with a grain of salt. Though. <laughs> yeah, I'd say take it with a grain of salt. But what I'll point out is that there is, you know, when they announced all these changes, there was concept art of Bad 2. They were like, yes, we're having another Bad 2. Now, it's supposed to be a smaller one. It's supposed to be a little bit more, um, I think, just Rise or just Falcon. It wasn't going to be all the rides. It wasn't going to have all the same experiences. But... The fact that he said it like that with we're still working on the theme and not confirming that it was Galaxy's Edge anymore is the, the thing that kind of makes me think maybe there's rumors that it could be changed to Pandora was kind of like knocked out of the park <laughs> at Animal Kingdom. Yeah. So you're thinking, well, and it's not as it's not a section that needs to be as big as um my screen froze, but I see fine. Uh, but yeah, my face froze, I guess. Uh, yep, but it's frozen on my end. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Okay. But um, Pandora doesn't take as much space like acreage wise. So they could do a more normal Pandora than 
Galaxy's Edge. Galaxy's Edge also is based off the sequel trilogy, which some people are having a time with. Uh, there was rumors that they could even change it from the sequel trilogy to a more original trilogy basis for any of these other countries when they when they do that. So who knows? If it's going to still be Galaxy's Edge, it could be that it's bad too, but not um, sequel trilogy bad too, which would be fine. There's rumors it could be Pandora. Whatever it is, I just hope they do it well. I mean, um, Disney tends to do like themed lands pretty well. So I don't think we need a bad to at every park, every every resort. So I, I'm fine if they don't. Give people a reason to go to other ones. <laughs> I've been screaming that on this show for however many years now. Yeah. <laughs> Like Disney I... knows how to Disney knows how to get money, and the best way to do it is to make exclusive experiences for the parks. Otherwise, you would think like, yeah. Otherwise, why go to a different park if you're going to get a lot of the same things? It's why they made Space Mountain different in Disneyland Paris with the like, um, uh, shot to the moon theme or whatever. Uh, mm -hmm. That like, uh, you know that it's why they make them different. Otherwise why would why would someone who lives in florida just not always go to disney world right right you've got to give them a reason to go elsewhere so it i think it'd be fine if they if they made actually a brand new land that isn't anywhere else that would be Bingo. even better they that would be even cooler i mean yeah they kind of are they're doing an arendelle over there yeah um, i mean Epcot's Norway has basically been transformed into that at this point. Like, this is bigger. This is a, okay. a little bigger section. From what I see on the picture, it looks like it actually has like the castle and like the mountain. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I mean, see that stuff like that is kind of cool. Like yeah. making stuff like that. I wish, I wish so badly that it was an Indiana Jones section. I love Indiana Jones. I would, I, I, I can't tell you how much I would love for any of the parks to just get an Indiana Jones section, like entirely themed around Indiana Jones. What I would, would you do I would... for a whole section though? Like, I feel like you get like at best, maybe two rides and then you're like, oh, what else to do here? Uh, two rides. Maybe you, you could, you could make like a version of the stunt show may, uh, themed around it as well. Uh, you know, I, you could you could make a you could easily transform like a a, a treehouse into into something to do with it. Uh, you could make like you know a walkthrough type thing that that's like a temple, like a, a few walkthroughs mm -hmm. that are like temples or something like that, and you know uh, have like an interactive experience, kind of like a what I'd imagine the Moana Way of Water thing at Epcot's going to be. You know, I don't know. They, they, I could probably create an entire podcast episode on making an indiana jones section of the park and i because we'll have to save it we'll have to save it for <laughs> one of the other topics one, yeah like we did with the um marvel theme one yep okay uh so that's it for overseas right is that it i mean yeah yeah unless unless you, unless you want to count the cruise line as overseas which i guess it's technically no, it's international over. waters yeah it's technically over the sea as in yes, it's on top true. of the sea so i mean you know yeah it's, it's the opposite of under the sea true hopefully i mean that that's what you want <laughs> you hope. yeah i mean titanic <laughs> kind of shows that's not always the case yeah uh, uh okay 
Yeah, let's do the cruise then. Um, I, I want to start with the Avengers uh, restaurant, I guess, because I think that is the coolest. Yeah, Worlds um, of Marvel. Yeah, join Ant-Man and the Wasp during Avengers Quantum Encounter, a demonstration of powerful superhero technologies. Leap into your own heroic role using an interactive quantum core at your table to shrink and grow objects at the push of a button as you take part in the action-packed Avengers mission that unfolds around you. All the while, enjoy a worldly menu inspired by the Marvel Cinematic Universe, featuring a range of delicacies from classic all-American fare to rich African flavors. The food sounds fantastic, gotta say. Uh... You know, it, I, if it, if it's like an international type thing, great. I love I love that. But also, the video uh, of and like the experience that they play for this, mm-hmm. so many wins for me. You have Sam Wilson and Ant Man in it. All all they needed it was to throw in Doctor Strange, and it would have been it would have been dreams come true right there. Well, <laughs> what we also have is Miss Marvel interacting. With, yes. <laughs> with Sam Wilson, Captain America. Which is very and cool. that's like mind-blowing, right? When I'm sitting there watching this clip and I'm like, oh my God, this feels like I'm seeing like... Now, of course, it's not actually taking place in the MCU. Like they've made it this alternate universe so that way all these characters can exist at the same time and not have to worry about, oh, Iron Man died before this character was introduced. Like that's how they're getting around it. But what I think is really cool is just the fact of seeing that they got these actors to film this stuff uh, that, you know, he was in his full Captain America uniform uh, while she's in her Miss Marvel outfit. So it's like really cool having them all kind of like interact like that. Cause we haven't seen some of these characters in phase four even interact yet. Yeah. I, I think it's really cool. It's a, it's a cool take on it. And uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I think it's a it's it's just a, a a neat idea to have there be this extra layer of experience to the dining. That being said, the one concern I kind of have about it is will this feel kind of like just like a novelty thing where it's really cool the first time and then if you go on it again, it's like I don't they know. They can update it. They can update it, but at the, at the same time I I don't think it it, it has like the same it it unless they unless they update it it doesn't have the same like re like uh not quite rewatchability um reexperienceability eatability yeah yeah like <laughs> at, at other restaurants you know like on the disney cruises uh, if you're not familiar with it they do rotational dining where you uh you and your wait staff move around between the three restaurants on the boat every every time so you get to experience restaurants multiple times. So do they play that? Like if, if it's a longer cruise, do they have the whole experience every time? Or is it I just like, so. <laughs> may, maybe, but it, and at what the same if I time, have to go to the bathroom during one of the big show scenes, <laughs> I got to be able to see it again. <laughs> I guess, I guess so. But for some people, <laughs> there's also, I feel like there might be a concern that it, it gets, it gets old for some people. For well, me, just skip it. It's not. already paid yeah. for, right? Just skip yeah. it then. For me, it probably wouldn't. But at the same at the same time, I think some people might complain about it. You know, because people like complaining. 
they might but it's still a super cool concept and i and i love that they're integrating marvel into this mm-hmm. it's awesome it's kind it's kind of like instead of the the mcu uh the mdpu marvel disney parks universe or something like that you know because yeah. they're they're all connecting now that this is a different it's how about different... the acu avengers campus universe hey that works that works you know there you go the avengers campus universe that that's what that's what they've got imagine if they brought these versions in like in i know this isn't our marvel podcast but if if they brought them into like secret wars imagine like what oh universe are you from <laughs> the disney cruise line. <laughs> my god dcp uh the, the the disney parks cruise lines uh cinematic universe yeah earth uh 1971 or yes uh, there you go perfect that's perfect or actually no that's that, or 1971, yeah 1955 right? works better because you know Disney World's the one park that can't have any Marvel, like any, although I guess they have the Guardians there. So there you go. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's, um, that'd be good. Um, what I was going to say too, is that I, I think this is set up to be changed at any time. Which so is, the which restaurant is, yeah. is called Worlds of Marvel, right? And this has an official name, this Ant-Man quest line, right? Avengers Quantum Encounter. So I feel like they'll be able to, maybe like in a couple years, they're like, okay, we're we're done with Avengers Quantum Encounter, or it gets added into a rotation. And now we have Worlds of Marvel, um, you know, Daredevil, Hell's Kitchen, right? There you go. daredevil on a disney cruise (laughs) hell's kitchen you're eating uh in hell i don't know um (laughs) i feel like it's a good name for uh, asgard you could have an asgard one yeah there you go asgardian feast yeah new asgards uh, or what is that the infinity cones or whatever it was yeah (laughs) so there's ways that they can add in a rotation and then maybe then if you do get a second time, they're like, okay, well, first day is Avengers Quantum, you know, Ant-Man Quantum Encounter, and the second day is, uh, you know, the Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> I not the you, Gordon they Ramsay. Can, they, yeah, they they can change it. They can change it around, right? But yeah, uh, at least at first, I I, I think that that might Add be new something. Heroes. That, yeah, they as they come. Yeah, in. they 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 could they could do it. They could remix it a little bit. I they can definitely make it more like more customizable and more re-experienceable i guess uh i i just Dare, uh, I, I, so it'd yeah. be uh worlds of marvel uh deadpool uh chimichangas deadpool deadpool taco twos could you could you imagine if they just had like deadpool moon knight wolverine and daredevil all in like Blade. one oh my god <laughs> here's the midnight suns in on the disney cruise yes. line that fits well <laughs> yes midnight buns uh there you go that's the name of the storyline okay uh so that that looks fun uh they also have this other great old hollywood style restaurant called i guess just 1923 uh I believe so. Yeah, 1923. 
because yep, named that's after the, the year the yep. studios was founded this sophisticated dining establishment celebrates the unwavering spirit of the original studio that started it all travel back in time and dine am- amid storyboards sketches and props that illustrate the early animation process while delighting in some of the tantalizing flavors found throughout the golden state yeah and uh that that seems like kind of the replacement for animators palette because you know that that's the that's the difference i think in in for this cruise line uh for this ship there's no animators palette every other that's the one of the few consistencies between all of the ships before so i think that kind of takes over for that which i think it's a, it's a cool little theme a little homage to right. the the start of the company and almost 100 years later kind of matches up so cool they also have a frozen dining experience called arendelle which is a theatrical dining experience so it's like a frozen show while you're eating and it and the art that they show here is like you're literally right next to the stage so yeah it's kind of like the stage is in the center and everything's around it and you have like an awkward Anna waving at a family or Elsa. That's no, that's no, Elsa's doing her show. Anna is in the right corner. If you see, if you can see that, right. I just saw her. She's in the bottom right oh, corner. Oh, yeah, okay. Really awkward face. And like, I don't like waving at you, kid, but I'm gonna do it anyway. <laughs> oh, okay. This makes so much more sense. I have. I had I had my phone flipped uh, vertically, not horizontally. That didn't oh, show so the full picture. Okay. That makes a lot more sense there, uh, because Hope Hope's face was like completely no. It actually is just cut off. Okay, never mind. <laughs> no, Hope's face is fully on there. Online, okay, then it's right? just my phone. It's just my phone. Yeah, yeah. It, it's probably not best on the mobile site. But yeah, let's go to the desktop website. <laughs> yeah, there is a very awkward looking Anna here. Like I think she's supposed to be like happy, but she kind of has like her eyebrows raised. She's, you know what? I'll share this screen here <laughs> for the video watchers who will be able to see what I'm talking about here. Okay, yeah, right, there, so I see Hope's face as well now. And then I'm bottom on... right corner here. Oh, yeah, no, that's not that's not on the phone. <laughs> that's honestly like, mm, I don't know about this. Like, she seems very unsure about like the little kid. I thought you meant oh, the little no, kid. No. And I was like, that's, no, the kid is that's excited as all get out. No, that's right. That's but, that's why I was confused. I was like, that's not all, that's just a kid dressed. In, <laughs> but okay. No, here's yeah, no, that Anna right sense. here. She's like, Yep. I'm trying to sneak away. Don't wave at me. My break's over. My break it's break time. Like, I need to get out of here. Yeah, that's what it looks like. <laughs> I think I, it's I think the way it's they an, drew her hand or something. Yeah, it's uh, something like that. It, I like, think I think back. it's an it's an interesting concept. I I, I think I think it's interesting that they're trying a bit more themed dining, you know. Uh, the storyline is that you're seeing musical performances from Elsa and Olaf as you devour hearty Norwegian-inspired cuisine made by Oaken himself. Oh, he's a it's cook It's a now. dinner worth mel- melting for. Oh. Uh-huh. You know what would be great is if... Can they do this? And I, they, and I know this thing's already done, right? Shh. <laughs> But can they can they make like an interactive kitchen door that is all steamed up and when you like and then you see Oaken like wiping it 
away like his sauna mm-hmm. and he's just wearing a towel like cooking your food can they do that i feel like that... they i could, feel like they that'd could. be funny but i feel they, like that they, some, they, some karen they would it. take that seriously and be like oh, yeah. oh come on this call is like call like uh call the health department on, on it like there's yeah. a there's a guy with no shirt and a giant beard cooking my food. Calling the health department from a cruise. Yeah. <laughs> health department's By... like, oh, we're international waters, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like what are they gonna do? They're gonna helicopter onto the boat and just be like, All right, we gotta see the kitchen. Take them away. <laughs> yep. Uh they also have quick bites, which is like um It's inspired by the Mickey and Minnie uh like Marceline the, Market. The, yeah, the new um, animated shorts, it looks like it's inspired by. Which I know you're not as big of a fan of the designs of the characters in, but... Mickey is cute. Donald's cute. Goofy is ugly. <laughs> I, I love the new Goofy design. I like it. Oh, no. It's great. You know what Goofy is? Goofy is... um, He's like Patrick from Spongebob. That's what he reminds me of. I... Very gross humor with, with the new Goofy. Yeah, I can I can kind of see it, but... I, I I think it's still kind of I, I think it's funny. I think it's kind of funny. It fits more with today today's kids humor, I think, is is what it does. But that for dining, I mean, you know, that, that's pretty cool. I, I feel like it's kind of strange. No animators palette, but uh, they've also got the Aqua Mouse. Which is a water slide that's a uh, like full with full show scenes and stuff like that. And then you, you land in a lazy river. Now, is this a missed opportunity? What What do you mean? What you... They could have done aqua duck. They, they have the aqua duck. Do they have the, the aqua duck somewhere? It's called. Uh, so they have the aqua duct, which is on the Disney dream, which is the one that I'm going on. Uh, so it it's aqua. Is it duck or duct? I think it's duck. if it's not duck. I if think it is it's not duck and themed around Donald Duck. Then they have it, it is themed around Donald Duck. Okay, they they have that and they have the Aqua Dunk, which is like a drop down slide. Yeah, it's the Aqua Duck. Yes. Okay. Okay. Good. I can forgive them then. And then the Aqua Dunk is the other one. Okay, so Aqua the... Mouse. I guess that's fine. I don't know. Yeah. It it, it 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 tracks with everything. It tracks. Don't worry. Don't worry. It, it... Uh, it's the first ever Disney attraction at sea. Um, it's a water adventure with colorful cartoon inspired world by the famous uh, Mickey Mouse animated shorts. A wash in immersive show scenes, music, lighting, and special effects. This fun-filled water experience invites Disney fans to glide up and down, around and off the slide side of the ship through. 760 feet of twisting tubes providing breathtaking views of the ocean before splashing down into a lazy river. I mean, that's pretty cool. We really think this is the first one at sea. Like, well, it's the is first it that attraction. Much more immersive. Yes, yeah, I'm just saying, because, is that much more because the aqua than... duck is legitimately just like a water slide that has like Donald Duck okay. on, the, on the sign. Like, that's it. That that's what makes it the Aqua Duck. It's it has Donald Duck on the sign. So yes, this seems like a thousand times more immersive. Okay, and how how immersive do you actually think it is? Because it's a slide. So how fast can they show you this um, show scenes and stuff? 
I I'm going to be in, interested to like when this like when I can find like a POV of this just to see what it's like. But yeah, can we? I I'm I'm not sure if they if they'll have it up yet, but uh, you know, like I think they can get pretty immersive with it. You know, I th I think they can. Oh POV, yep. All right. Wait time of ten minutes. It's not bad. Oh, okay. This is interesting. So it is like literally on a conveyor belt that you're wow, sitting yeah. on with the tube, and you're seeing I mean, like the tube. This looks this looks like a ride. Yeah, this does not look like a water slide. I wonder if it. I'm guessing it at some point gets to a water slide. Yeah, I'm, I'm scared. I'm. It's a it's a long video too. Like three three minutes of this slide. It's well, in a minute of it is just going real slow through all the show scenes. Yeah, I, I'm like scrubbing through it a little bit just to see where it where it goes. All right, there we go. So it's about a minute of an actual ride then through the slide. Yeah. So you get about two minutes of show, one minute of slide. That's what you're looking at. <laughs> I like how this guy has the camera facing towards him as well as he goes down. Oh, does he? I'm watching yeah. <laughs> DCL Fan on YouTube. Ah. Two minute, 48 second videos, what I have here. Oh, and then they have some, they have not animatronics, but they have like a little. I mean, it, it looks like, it looks kind of like a roller coaster. You, know? you go off the deck, uh, uh, off the boat a little bit. So they said you go into a lazy river. This is, uh, you clearly just get off and step out of this raft. <laughs> Yeah, that uh, that's weird. I mean, it's it still looks pretty good. It, it does yeah, look yeah. pretty immersive. It looks pretty good. Okay, uh, so we have um, Disney Uncharted Adventure, which is not the Tom Holland film or the PS game, <laughs> but it is discovering a layer of hidden enchantment on board the Disney Wish, a first of its kind interactive experience that takes classic Disney storytelling to new heights, literally. When an unknown evil force attacks the wishing star, its magic splits into pieces that land in far-off realms. To bring back the star's power, Captain Minnie needs guests to help navigate the ship towards uncharted worlds. Join Captain Minnie, Captain Mickey, and some of your favorite Disney characters on a multi-dimensional search for the magic across storybook, storybook worlds, including those of Moana, Nemo, Princess Tiana, Peter Pan, and more. Using your mobile device as an enchanted spyglass, embark on quests that let you interact with the ship in new and exciting ways, then battle an infamous Disney villain to restore the Wishing Star's magic. That villain being Ursula, from what we can see in the concept art here. I'm going to trust you on that, because mine does not show that much. But I'll oh, trust you. Right. I'll, tr I'll trust you on it. And it, it sounds it sounds good uh, because the dream and fantasy have what's called uh, the midship detective agency. Uh, okay, yep, I I can yep that that and it looks similar to that, but with far more advanced technology, which is it very looks cool. weird. Like I'm trying to figure out what they're actually doing. Here. I'm guessing it's like some sort of AR technology, right? Augmented yeah. reality stuff. That that's got to be what it is. It, <laughs> Just imagining kids being like, "I choose Peter Pan," and like throwing a it's, Pokeball. It's at a this. Pokemon. It's Pokemon. <laughs> They're taking on Ursula in a raid. 
that would be good. I hey, it, I'd it would definitely. I'd yeah. do it as well. Yeah, I mean, it looks pretty cool from what I can tell from it. So yeah, I mean, it doesn't look too bad. I mean, I I, I have no idea what it's supposed to be really. Yeah. Besides an interactive immersive adventure, what they say. Whole, bu- whole bunch of buzzwords here. Yes. Um, but and with multi-dimensional, got... it makes me think of like this is you know the meme of this is my uh, multiverse of madness here. Um... <laughs> Disney multiverse of madness. They couldn't use multiverse of madness because it was it was uh, trademarked. You know they. They they could it was too confusing. Otherwise, they would have had to have Doctor Strange. Mousy verse of madness. Mousy verse of madness. Multi mouse of madness. Yes. No, yeah, it can kind of works. We can workshop Mul- it. Multiverse um, of mouseness. You know, and we'll pitch it to them. Yeah. Uh, they also have the Walt Disney Theater, which has course, a Little yeah. Mermaid show. That that's kind of cool. You know, their shows are always pretty good. Yeah, I saw a, I saw a Hercules one there. Yeah, I they their shows are always good. Like they're they're pretty high quality. So they have the superhero academy, which is for children's three to yep, twelve. It's the kids club. Meet, yep. Yeah. Meet some superheroes. They have um a Star Wars Cargo Bay, which is where you can uh, it's called Creature Keepers is a fun adventure where you step into a highly interactive space modeled after a high tech cargo bay. They're put into put to test as they feed lifelike interactive creatures and encounter some of the most dangerous beings in the galaxy. This kids club is way more fun than when I was going on the cruise, when I was eligible to be in these that literally mine as a kid till 12 years old. Yeah. Was this room where they had Legos Mm -hmm. and they had computers and they're like, yeah, who wants to be a millionaire? That's your game on the computer. You're like, okay, I guess that's what I'm playing. It had all the Disney Channel games on it. That's what that's what it had on on mine. And then I like, had the, that too, but I was, was like sitting plate. there like trying to win fake million dollars. <laughs> but like the last thing, a Walt Disney Imagineering Lab. Yeah, this create is great. your own Disney attraction and then go into a capsule to ride the roller coaster you created. That's just like some of all thrills from uh, from Innoventions. It's like um, in Disney Quest, they had a ride like that. It was called like uh, it was a Space Mountain ride, but you like build your own <laughs> roller coaster. Yeah, like what is this? What what is this? Huh? <laughs> I don't know. And then scroll down a little bit because Fairy Tale Hall. No, no, past that. I I I mean okay. that that's kind of fun. But you'll like the next thing that, that's on there. I'm not sure if you've looked through this yet, but I have not. <laughs> Elevated okay. Adult Escapes. All right, so this is nice. This is a uh, hyperspace lounge. That looks good. So what's the story here, though? So what's the story here? You got on a cruise and somehow uh-huh. get transported into a spaceship. I don't know. I, I mean, the the <laughs> Disney dream. The Disney Dream has a sports bar that transports you through like London. Paris, other skylines like that out the windows. So I guess it's just forget that you're on a cruise and be in space instead. I don't know. I, I, it sounds good. Um, yeah, it's a family watering hole during the day, but at night the lounge jumps to light speed and becomes a haven for adults only offering interactive tasting experiences and signature beverages inspired by the hit films. It, hey, it might be like Ogus Cantina a little bit. 
I got to get on this wish, I guess. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, can't uh, the 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 other stuff like all the kids club stuff can't be done. So at least I'll, at least for us, I'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have Apollo Steak, we, Apollo yeah. Steakhouse, which yeah. is for some reason themed after Cogsworth. Yeah, that's true. That, I, I don't get that part because they have yeah, Paulo. Paulo sounds like Brazilian. <laughs> yeah, you have, have the Kagan Compass. Know. All right. The logo is pretty cool, though. The A is like shaped like Cogsworth body with like the bell, and then the mm -hmm. O is Cogsworth face. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty. It's pretty good. We have the Kagan Compass, which is a pub with a splash of Viking influence. Seems kind of cool. They also have the Rose, which looks like a lounge, Enchante, um, which is a restaurant, and Census Spa. Gotta have a spa. And then they have the beds. Oh, they have the, a salon and a barber shop? What mm, do, do they have a bar quartet? No, but it's it's themed after Captain Hook's private quarters, and no, adults twenty. Yeah, adults twenty one and older can enjoy a hidden bar featuring whiskey, bourbon, and rum. They also have the yeah, bi so the Bayou, which is inspired by Princess and the Frog, which is a uh, bar lounge. Yep, a lounge. Yeah. I mean, it seems. It seems pretty good. And these rooms look very nice as well. Yeah. How they've been themed. Like the I've got to say the theme the theming on this is far more immersive than most of the other ships. Definitely. I like forget it, which one I rode. Cool. Magic? No, Wonder. I rode Wonder. I I've been on I think I've been on I've been on the Fantasy Dream. And I think the wonder or magic, I can't remember which one. There's one that I haven't been on. I think it's the magic that I haven't been on though. So, but now, now there's a wish and it looks pretty good. All right. Um, just some other little things. Merchant of Venus is now reopened, not as a store, but as a relaxation zone. Okay. I hate that. I, I used to like this store. I mean, but, I, I think I think they could use Magic Kingdom definitely needs some good spaces to like just chill out and relax. It's so literally I, like not that far from whatever the section's called. I'm blanking right now, but by the main street to like go to Tony's restaurant and then start heading towards Tomorrowland. And you have that all undercover thing they do for the fireworks shows. There's tons of spots. They could just have people sit there instead. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily have a, have a, have a connection to the merchant of Venus one. So I think, I think it's fine. I haven't seen much of it. Um, I, I, I won't see it actually on this trip that we're going on because we're not going to Magic Kingdom. So just uh, Hollywood Studios and Epcot. So 
Um, Bob Chapik talking about potential price increases here uh, for the parks. Here's his official statement. We read demand. We have no plans right now in terms of what we're going to do, but we operate with a surgical knife here. Okay. It's all up to the consumer. If consumer demand keeps up, we'll act accordingly. If we see a softening, which we don't think we're going to see, then we can act accordingly as well. So makes sense. Yeah, but how how much until they price out almost everybody that can go? Hopefully hopefully they won't do that. Let, let's just hope they won't do that, but Yeah. Um Okay, updated the 23 Expo schedule. Just looking at stuff. They have a Marvel Draw Live, which is showing how to draw some of Marvel's most iconic heroes and villains. That's at 2 p.m. on the Friday. That's pretty cool. I won't be there, but um, that's cool. Uh, you know, the big showcase thing for Disney Animation and Pixar is Friday at 3.30. We've talked about that before. Just seeing if they've added anything new. 10 a.m. on Saturday, September 10th. That's 10 a.m. Pacific, by the way. Is the Marvel Studios Lucasfilm and 20th Century Fox showcase. Um, they have like Bob's Burgers stuff. They have Simpsons stuff. They have more Marvel Draw, Marvel Draw Live. They have a Marvel Comics celebrating 60 years of Amazing Spider-Man. I mean, that's pretty um, cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. They have Zootopia Bakes on Saturday. Then on Sunday, September 11th, we have a sneak peek of Mickey, The Story of a Mouse, which is a Disney original documentary, um, which is presenting a panel dedicated... So it's a panel dedicated to Mickey, Story of a Mouse, which celebrates one of the world's most beloved icons, hosted by Brett Ewan, uh, the official voice of Mickey himself. The panel will include filmmakers and select film participants... Attendees will get behind-the-scenes look at the making of the film. Oh, I wonder if that's going to be a Disney Plus thing. Could be. I mean, it sounds like it could be. That'd be cool. They have a panel for Proud Family. They have a celebrating 90 years of Goofy um, with the voice of Bill Farmer, animator Eric Goldberg, and some other people that are going to be on the stage there. And... Not much more. I mean, if you want to look at it, it's on deadline had something, but it's a lot of um, more of what panels are going to be out. And a lot of them are based off of, you know, these TV shows or movies that they're releasing in the coming months. Yeah. It will be interesting to see what they announce there, you know? I'm looking forward to it. We're a month away. It'll be fun. See what is uh, announced on D23. I, I say keep expectations in check for the parks because they're still climbing out of the hole of COVID. So I would say probably not any big news there, but just something to keep an eye on. All right. Uh, so you are going to be hopefully going onto a cruise ship and all that. So we'll talk about that next time. Mm -hmm. um, 
after your trip. But anything else that you want to talk about before we head out of here? Uh, no, I don't think so. I, I'm I'm excited to hopefully go on a cruise, go to the Food and Wine Festival, my first Food and Wine vest- Festival where I can participate in more than just the food offerings. So there is that. <laughs> um, I'm looking forward to that. And also the Guardians of the Galaxy coaster. Excited, yes. excited for that. Uh, so hopefully I'll be able to give a little bit of a review of some of those things and talk about, you know, the Food and Wine Festival. Epcot's one of my favorite parks, so I'm glad to see it, you know, get get in some stuff like Guardians of the Galaxy, some exclusive stuff that really draws people in. So, I agree. All right. Um, well, yeah, that about wraps us up. If you want to follow us on any of our socials, Twitter is at BT Disney Podcast. Facebook.com slash Behind the Dreams Podcast, Instagram at Behind the Dreams Podcast, and email us Behind the Dreams Podcast at gmail.com with any sort of feedback, things like that. So, probably the next two or three weeks, we'll have another episode about Jack's travels, and then we'll get ready for our D23 coverage. So, I hope everyone has a great rest of their uh, weekend, and we'll catch you next time.